Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Kane Corn sharing duties with Sammy Edmund for this week, certainly, and the next week and a bit. And if you're just joining us, welcome. Uh, you missed our chat with Mark Duffield, who was excellent. We also had a chat about Clay Oliver and went in all sorts of different directions in the first hour for anything that you've missed. You can catch up on that on the podcast. As you heard on breakfast this morning, my cruise's Friday FOMO offer is going to be announced today. So stick around to hear that later in the show. Speaking of breakfast... He was on fire with Derm this morning, and my next guest has hung around the studios doing a lot of work. Uh, his name is Tom Morris. Tom, thanks for stopping by again. Thank you, Kane. There's a bit going on, and uh, the free agency window opens today, which is probably um, what most footy fans, especially Essendon fans, are most interested in. Yep, we'll get to that in a moment. It's our trade update for Tyre Power. Great race sale is now on. Uh, off the top of the program, I, I said it's time to unleash the geesh. Nick Geeshin is Clayton Oliver's manager. <laughs> Why hasn't he spoken? And do Melbourne, sorry, do Clayton Oliver and his camp need to clarify why the club are asking him to treat staff and teammates with respect, prepare the way that he should, and to turn up to training in proper condition. Oh. I think this is mortifying for Clayton, and I think that um, his management need to clear up whether, firstly, that's accurate, and protect his brand a little bit, because his brand has been absolutely butchered in the last week. Kane, um, that is a really good point. It's hard to argue with the fact that Nick Geeshan... Uh, okay, so this is what I think of the situation as it stands at the moment. The ball is in Clayton Oliver's court. It's up to him how he wants to respond to these suggestions from Melbourne Football Club. I think what's most important is that Melbourne Football Club say something more than Nick Geeshan. Nick Geeshan, as his manager, has a role to play for sure, but I think given the sensitivities and the, and the, and the delicate nature of what we're dealing with, that's more than just football with Clayton Oliver, mm. Nick Geeshan's primary responsibility is to broker some sort of arrangement between the two clubs where they can harmoniously move on into the future and be together. I think getting in front of uh, the media and telling the media about Clayton Oliver, as much as I would love it <laughs> as a media person, I think that's secondary for Nick Geeshan, his manager. So why do you think Melbourne are not talking? I mean, clearly that is strategic, the reason they're not talking. Now, my, my view would be that uh, they've just had enough. I mean, they've tried all sorts of things, I can assume. You, you mentioned the Max Gorn stuff, which you've reported, the yep. frustrations. They would have been countless. I can't imagine the amount of time the leadership group has been taken up by Clayton Oliver sitting through this. It becomes tiresome. Mm. Melbourne have gone, okay, well, this is our last resort. We're, we're happy for this to fester and get big on Clayton Oliver. I think that's the case. And uh, I note that the Herald Sun has reported in the last 24 hours, or even less than that, that... Um, now Oliver is more open to staying, and Melbourne. It's what's the word they use? It, the trade talks have de-escalated, is what the Herald Sun have said, which is <laughs> which is a, a funny term in itself. But it, those journalists, Jay Clark and Mark Robinson, they're accurate journalists. 
they're not getting that story from someone outside the club. So the club is talking. They're not just not talking on the record. And there are people inside Melbourne Football Club that are briefing um, journalists mm. as to what's going on. And how, how do you think Sam Edmund had that really good story yesterday uh, about the um, uh, shape up or, arms, or ship yeah. off? Yeah. Do you think that's from a, thir- a second or third hand source? No way. So yeah, I, I think people need to understand that the demons are talking. They're just not talking on the record because I think they wanted to send a really strong warning shot across the bows to Clayton Oliver. Mm. This is not to say that their threat is a veiled threat. If Clayton Oliver doesn't come to the party, they're open to trading Clayton Oliver, exactly what we said a couple of days so ago. that's why I'd love to hear from – well, Clayton Oliver's manager, he pays him 3 to 4% of a seven-year deal. That's a, add that up. Maybe just not years. yet, though, Kane. That's a lot. Well, It's I, not resolved I, but, yet. But the brand damage that's been done to – their client is significant. We're talking about a guy who can't even respect his teammates, can't turn up to training in a state to train, can't turn up to a exit interview on time. Yeah, but and Kane, that's that a lot of uh, you so, would understand. So they need to, yeah. So they need to say, look, this is Clayton's dealing whatever whatever it is. Yeah, there's a sensitive way. I mean, these these guys are professionals in their field. We're dealing with a whole host of issues on off the field. There is a way that you can frame the message um, to paint your client in a in a better light. Now, and, and but also giving some truth to it. If it's off-field issues, if it's mental health, whatever it is, there's a way that you can shape the narrative. Right now, he's been hung out to dry, and clearly some of that is and and most of it is is his doing. But I'm sure there's a second side to the story as well, which we're we're not hearing as well. And surely that we need a resolution first before they can speak. Well, the resolution would be if he wants to stay at. So you you think he's umming and ahhing about whether he actually sees Melbourne? Oh, I don't know exactly. I, I can't profess to know exactly no. what he's thinking. But without a clear resolution, a an on the record statement from Melbourne uh, saying Clayton Oliver will be with us next year, bar nothing, he's here. That's it. Then I think it's fair enough that Nick Geeshan hasn't spoken yet. The club needs to say something first, and then you're right. The brand damage that's been done to the player. That should mean that if it's not Oliver, that his management speaks. But I think the mm. club needs to say something first. That's the first port of call. All right. You can have your say on that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Tom and I see it just a little bit differently now. Some breaking news coming through on Trade Radio. Kautumi reporting that Brisbane Lions ruck forward Tommy Fullerton will seek a trade to Melbourne. The 24-year-old didn't play a senior game this year. 19 games across his career at the Lions. And I was wondering what Melbourne were going to do. Um, Grundy gone. I was like, well, that's not going to help Melbourne get better as a footy club. And Max mm. Gorn's thirty-two. Fullerton is a is a backup and one of those ruckmen on the merry-go-round. Tom. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was whispers about uh, Scott Lysette being a backup to Max Gorn as well. Um, Tom Fullerton. When was he contracted to? I've got it here. I think Tom Fullerton contracted to the end of this year, so he's out of contract. It makes sense to go to Melbourne as a backup for Max Gorn, but. I'm not sure that any other ruckman looking to be a first-choice ruck would go there after what happened this year with Brody Grundy. I mean, Max Gorn's clearly the number one. But what it does do, it positions Fullerton in a position that if Gorn goes down, that he can he can take his spot. Um, or if he, if he retires in a couple of years, maybe Fullerton's the one. So I think Melbourne tried for a few. They probably missed a couple, but in the end, they've, they've got someone. And they needed someone to back up as well. I was always interested that they weren't interested in um, Marbio Troll at all. I know he's not a... Not a uh, a full-time mm. ruckman, but they mm. showed no interest in him whatsoever. 
Um, and now he's requested a trade to Hawthorne. So I can't imagine that trade being too complex when uh, Brisbane and Melbourne sit down at the trade table next week. Pretty simple one. Mm. All right, let's talk about free agency, which is now open, but nothing's happened in the first hour of it. Uh, who will be the first? I don't know who the first is going to be, but you probably look at the unrestricted guys like um, Todd Goldstein. There still might be a bit to iron out there, though. Um, you've, got to under, you've got to understand that the restri- – sorry, the, that's unrestricted Todd Goldstein. The restricted guys like Tom Duday, like Ben Mackay, even like Jade Gresham um, – there needs to be some time after the bids go in to see if their current clubs match those bids. So there's no rush to do these deals. None of them are going to be huge surprises, I don't think. And I said earlier that you can lock it in that Jade Gresham will nominate Essendon as his club. So he does want to play for Essendon next year. Um, all that's remaining is what his deal looks like and then what sort of compensation that gets back. And we had an AFL briefing, Kane, yesterday um, uh, at, at AFL House regarding the free agency formula. And they're happy for us to talk about it. And I learned a lot about... What the free anti- what goes into the free agency formula, mm. you know, and it was extremely interesting. And one of the things what, the what AFL was your is, biggest takeout. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if you sign an eight-year deal or a three-year deal; it's still just the average money in the contract. So if you sign eight years and it's eight million dollars in total, or three years and three million dollars in total, it's the same compensation. It doesn't take into account the length of the contract, which is interesting. It yeah. just takes into should account. It? I think it probably should, but it sort of does anyway with the age of the player. The younger you are, the more likely you are to um, elicit um, a, a first round compo in return. But it's a sliding scale and it goes sharply up from there to 25 to 26. So Jade Gresham is 26, Ben Mackay is 25, and it takes your age on October 31. That's what matters. Um, and I think the, the reality for Essendon is they need to work out what they need to pay Gresham in order for St Kilda to get the compensation they want so that potentially the Dylan Shield trade can be more amicable down the track in trade week next week. So there's still Mm. a bit to work through there, but Gresham will choose Essendon as his preferred destination. And what sort of figures are we talking there and what sort of compensation do you think the Saints will get? Uh, Well, we're talking figures maybe 750, 800 a year for Gresham. Wow. They're the figures that have been bandied about. How long the deal is, as I said, doesn't really matter as long as it's two or more more years, which it will be. And then the Saints would get a a first-round compensation in return. Um, But the AFL is very strong on the fact that these clubs, so North Melbourne in the case of Ben Mackay and St Kilda in the case of Jade Gresham, will not get a look or an indication as to what compensation they will get back before they have a choice whether to match it or not. So you can be cynical about what conversations happen behind the scenes, but officially there'll be no indication as to what um, what compensation they get. So the Saints will have to, de- sorry, the Ruse and the Saints will have to decide whether they match the bid, not knowing what compensation um, mm. they'd get. So that's an interesting mm. little wrinkle in it as well. It was a very good meeting with the AFL, and they explained it very clearly about how it all plays out, and it's based on the cohort, um, and it's also based on the age of the player and the and the and the potential for guaranteed earnings over a period of time. Was it Laura Kane that led that meeting? She didn't lead it. She was in the meeting. Um, it was the list management team that led it. But yep. it was uh, there was about seven or eight journos there, and hopefully it educated us all. But it is quite complex. Mm. All right. How keen are the Bombers on Port Adelaide's Xavier Dersma? Yeah, they're keen. Um, I saw, I think, Ralphie reported that he had a, 
a, um, a medical there yesterday. They're one of the clubs that's in for him. This doesn't mean that Porter pushing him out, doesn't mean that he's adamant that he must leave, but we know how these things work, Kane, that as soon as the player opens his mind and Port says it's not completely off the table, as Chris Davies said with you yesterday on Trade Radio, that it's absolutely a chance to take place. Um, and uh, and I know that Xavier Dersma's open to it as well. So it's one of those things that could easily play out. But Essendon, yeah, they're one of those clubs that's very keen. And if if you think about it, if Essendon can get Xavier Dersma, Jade Gresham, mm. Todd, Gold, Todd Goldstein and Ben Mackay in, and all they have to give up for those four is Brandon Zerk Thatcher and, um, and salary cap space, that's a pretty good trade haul, let alone what that, else they'll do. Yeah, you'd have to give a bit more for Dersma than Zerk Thatcher. Yeah, but that four. would be part of the trade. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I agree. The Ders- I think Dersma's better than Zerk Thatcher, so maybe some draft picks as well. And those players, probably not enough to move the needle on the Bombers, but it's good depth, and, and Mackay would be the one that they hope um, holds up and plays better than he has. I'm, I'm a cynic on, on his form and what he's been able to produce at the level and his durability and his, uh, you know, his ball use as well. So whether he's the one for the Bombers to take them to the next level, but certainly it adds to their depth. Speaking of depth, the Dogs have got... Uh, former Saints high draft pick. That's Nick Caulfield who's going to join mm. them. What role do you think the Dogs have got him penciled in for? Is he the nice size, medium, intercepting defender who's who's got some attributes that they like? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what role they've got him penciled in for, but I do know that they've been keen on him for quite some time. And St Kilda, I think, offered a one-year deal. It wasn't much. So he was keen to stay at the Saints, but they and there was a role for him to stay at the Saints. But I think when the Dogs are offering a multi-year deal, it makes sense that he looks to go there. And I don't think that trade's going to be too complex either. Um, I'd be surprised if it was any more than a, a late second, early third, to use a cliche, but certainly maybe a future third. I, I don't think that's going to be a complex trade at all when Sam Power and, and Stephen Silvani sit down and nut that one out. Um, the other one at St Kilda is Hunter Clark, who now looks like he's going to stay at the Saints, um, albeit on significantly reduced money. Two more years would take him to free agency, so I'd, it won't be any more than two years. It might even be one year. Um, there was some interest from North Melbourne last year, you'd remember. I think Sam Edmund might have reported that um, it was just about done to North Melbourne then it fell over at the last moment, but it looks like Hunter Clark will stay. And the other one at St Kilda, Kane, that's interesting is Paddy Dow. And I, uh, we reported on this yesterday, the, I guess the brewing angst between Carlton and St Kilda over what Paddy Dow is worth and the fact that Stephen Silvani will want um, to get Paddy Dow as a delisted free agent or through the um, through the preseason draft, whereas Carlton's adamant that they should trade for Paddy Dow and that he's worth a draft pick. So that's just another small chapter in the uh, Stephen Silvani-Carlton recent history, which is probably checkered to say the least. Yeah, we haggle over things that probably aren't going to make a huge yeah. difference. It's going to be a very late draft pick and perhaps a draft pick that may not even get used. That's but, right. Uh, uh, we'll wait but we love see. talking about it, don't we? With well, well, it's good. Oh, and exactly, because of the history there and, and yeah. the angst that uh, is created. Um, the combine today? Yep. What can we expect? Well, all these clubs are speaking to the, the best young players in the country. Um, there's there's lots of testing, clearly. Um, I've spoken to a couple of clubs that are a little bit frustrated that on the first day of the free agency period, there's also the draft combine. They wish the draft combine was yesterday or the day before because some of these clubs are, are really keen to get into the free agency market and they're being... I think distracted is probably harsh given that it's the future of their club, but they'd prefer to be focused 
on the free agency market today and the combine on another day. And these list managers and national recruiting managers have to do both. But I'll be interested to see some of the testing at the end of the day. I think it finishes late tonight, so it's a very long day. But what it does give the chance for these clubs to do, Kane, is to see each other face-to-face as well in the hallways at Marvel Stadium and maybe have some informal meetings as well, which is pretty important. But Mm. it actually might hold up some of this free agency work today. Normally the free agency um, pool starts to get... uh, whittled down on on this day but now the combine is here it might have to wait till monday love your work tommy it's gonna be a busy day you'll be all over it thanks for stopping by thanks kane chat to you soon that's tom morris there with the update for tire power get the equivalent of 25 percent off selected kumo tires during the great race sale at tire power and the weather today possible light shower top of 15 that's for city power supplying power to homes in the cbd and inner suburbs back with more on the captain's run after this short break